Wargaming Center. How's it coming along now? It's uh, it's coming quite well. We're staying busy. Right now we're in uh, what we call phase two of our acquisition strategy. Okay. Um, so this is the Marine Corps' new Wargaming Center? New Wargaming, yeah. wargaming capability that's capability. going to be... Capability. Capability. Everybody thinks we're building a building. Everybody we're thinks we're building yeah. a building. Yeah. But we're creating the tool that's going to be utilized within this building. And we're also in charge of getting those guts, right? Gotcha. That that AVIT that's necessary to support this material solution that we're acquiring. Excited? Absolutely, absolutely excited. Yeah, it's some great times. There's a lot going on. You know, and I was I was here, Manny. 2017, I did a rotational assignment. Oh, over okay. Here, okay. And they they put me with the newly stood up War Gaming Center. <laughs> Right at the time is the War Game War Gaming Center Program Office, and yeah, they had yeah. one person that was Lieutenant Colonel Ross Monta. Oh. Right, <laughs> so unfortunately for for Lieutenant Colonel Monta, they 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 stuck him with you know they they put me with him. Right, right, right. So, uh, but that was a great experience. I did that about ten weeks, then had opportunity to come back in twenty nineteen. Ah, good. So, so and I, he hasn't gone anywhere. Colonel Monta's still around. Colonel so. Monta's still around. <laughs> So I have kind of a, a... I'm trying to get him on this podcast, so maybe that's something we can work on in the future. We'll double team him. All right. Awesome. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Equipping the Corps. The Marine Corps' Talent Management 2030 document, released in November, recognizes the need to create a culture of inclusion and reinforce diversity to be successful in competition and conflict in the 21st century. It says, teams with diverse perspectives and modes of thinking solve problems faster and more creatively. In this way, diversity provides us a competitive warfighting advantage over our adversaries, particularly those who play premium on uniformity of thought. Since 2012, Marine Corps Systems Command's Diversity Awareness Program, or DAP, has been enhancing our workforce's knowledge of and appreciation for diversity. The DAP includes command employees, civilian and military, who share a common interest in promoting awareness of various aspects of our workforce diversity, including but not limited to race, ethnicity, age, gender, sexual orientation, disability, military, and veteran status. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Chair of the Marine Corps Systems Command's Diversity Awareness Program, O'Brien Woods. OB, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us uh, about this great program. But before I get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you ended up here at uh, Marine Corps Systems Command? Well, uh, Manny, first and foremost, I want to thank you, uh, the OPAC team and the command uh, for having me today and having the opportunity to talk a little bit about that. So for me, Manny, it, it all starts with family, to be frank with you. My mother, Bobby Ann Woods, my father, Ray Woods Sr., uh, they instilled a culture of hard work, learning, um, and family. So with that package in mind, I, I went to Virginia Tech University. I uh, graduated in 2004. Go Hokies. Go. I, have, I have two Hokies from Tech. So. Ah, go, go Hokies. I knew there was a particular reason why I liked gotcha, you, man. Gotcha. Didn't know it was that, but yes, go I Hokies. I just paid a lot of money to the tuition <laughs> program, that's all. So absolutely. So after graduating from Virginia Tech uh, in 2004, uh, I went into the not-for-profit field. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2010, I had an opportunity 
to uh, join the Marine Corps Operational Test and Evaluation Activity. Oh, okay. Right Nicotilla. here on base, yep. Nicotia. Yep. Uh, where I was a part of developing uh, test designs, reporting, assessment plans, et cetera, uh, as it pertains to operational tests, and in particular, live fire survivability testing. Okay. Um, and during that time, Manny, uh, while I was participating in the Graduate School USA Executive Leadership Development mm -hmm. Program, uh, I had an opportunity to do a 10-week rotational assignment, which I did here at Marine Corps Systems Command. Okay. And, and they put me with, at the time, was the newly stood up uh, War Gaming uh, Center Program Office, now known as the War Game Capability Program right, Office. Right, right, right. So that was a great experience. Um, after those 10 weeks, went back to Mikatia. Uh, that was 2017. And then in 2019, I had the opportunity to come back to Systems Command as a permanent employee where I rejoined the Wargaming Capability Program Office. So to this day, I'm Hopefully there. Hopefully it had grown a little bit from what it was back in 2017. That's yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> in 2017 it was it was a it was a team of one. Ah, Lieutenant ah. Lieutenant Colonel Ross Monta. Okay. So I learned a lot from him during that so time. Colonel Monta was a one man band at the time. He was a one man band. In all fairness, the command did provide him ancillary support. Right, right. Right. But he was a one man band at that time, and I was just trying to not get in his way and learn as much as I could. So absolutely, you're absolutely right. The uh, but when I turned uh the program had grown exponentially and right now i have opportunity to work with uh a lot of exceptional folks led by colonel lieutenant colonel ray feldham so i'm excited to be here well, i know you guys are doing a lot of great things in in the war gaming capability uh I actually had the opportunity to to uh, chat with lieutenant colonel feldham a while back so best of luck with that, all of that i mean conversation. It's, yeah it's it's some great times for you all Let's talk about diversity. Can you share with us a little bit, what is Diversity Awareness Program uh, and, and what's your focus here at the command? So Manny, let me just give you a little bit of background about the uh, uh, Diversity Awareness Program. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, it started in 2012 uh, with the focus of ensuring that the command um, has a solid understanding and awareness of diversity. Uh, another focus is to promote inclusion, cooperation, and respect um, ensuring that the entire command understands the value of diversity. And also the, the fourth focus at the time was to ensure that the command uh, nurtured a well-qualified diverse workforce. Now, in 2017, the DAP, DAP became a little bit more revamped, to say, okay. right? And the individual that led that effort was uh, Miss Monique Randolph, ah, I, who you're, who you're. I know you're very great familiar member with. of my team, and uh, who who is now doing great things down there in Virginia Beach for the Navy. But I won't hold that against her. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> no, and she's exceptional. She's wow. she's helped me uh, many a times. Her professionalism, um, knowledge, insight. So it was great to have an opportunity to work with Mo. But Mo was key in um, essentially bringing the idea to establish a a standing committee and an executive board as a part of that because during that time she was kind of the one man band or one right. woman band right. I should say um, as the DAP coordinator and uh, I believe other program offices would rotate in support of what she was doing but she brought this idea of a standing committee to then Commander uh, General Schrader, mm -hmm. and then 
uh, Chief of Staff Colonel A.J. Pasajian. <laughs> and they both wholeheartedly agreed and were ecstatic. So what that led to, and that was around 2016, and what that led to was the first elections of the executive board for DAP in early 2017. And from there, we also established a DAP committee. So the DAP committee consists of volunteers um, and also ad hoc members that come from the human capital management area, security, and, and OPAC. So uh, upon request. And I, I, I must say, the executive board uh, that we currently have constituted, they're awesome, awesome mm-hmm. individuals. And I have to give every single one of them a <laughs> shout out. So our executive board consists of Ms. Johnny Henderson, who's the vice chair. She's also the subcommittee chair for our newsletters. It also consists of Ms. Kristen Grimes, who is the communications chair. Uh, Miss Morgan Blackstock, who's the public affairs liaison, and I know Morgan works with you. I do. And I do know Morgan. She does a great job for us. So Yeah, Morgan's uh, awesome. Uh, Morgan's awesome. Uh, very proactive. She gets after it. And I could tell that just the short time I've been working with her since she's been a part of that. Mr. Maris Reyes, who's our uh, newly appointed command liaison. Uh, Miss Stacy Marshall, who is the treasurer. And Mr. Dan Loveless, who is the chair emeritus. I want to also give a shout out to Mr. Jonathan McKinney, who's our social media subcommittee chair. He's doing a lot of great work with our social media platform. That's fantastic. If I could just go back on something you said, you know, we, we particularly within DOD, we, there's a lot of requirements and demands to ensure that we follow the rules and we do the things that we need to do. And often at times we have to do certain things, whether it's recognize uh, heritage, whether it's, uh, you know, focus on equality and all these things. But you all have taken this committee and made it a living, breathing, everyday thing. So it's not just a committee in name where, okay, at this particular time, we're going to do something. You actually work on ideas day to day uh, with this committee. What are some of the things you've you uh, look to do with the workforce. So that's absolutely correct, right? I look at what we do at DAP as the conduit for the mm-hmm. command to ensure we're meeting the command's overall mission, which is uh, diversity, which includes diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of things that we've, t- we've talked about recently is executing uh, another world uh, heritage festival, okay. which is uh, typically led by Miss Lily Gray. She's awesome. Um, and that consists of essentially uh, creating stations that are representative of different ge- geographic locations and cultures. Uh, so I got to tell you, the best part of that whole thing is right. food, because you know I I love food. I was and get- so to go there and sample those foods. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You, you know Sorry, what? Ob. No, but you're right because we have the uh, the food out there. In the past, we've done the food. Uh, in 2021, we had the food truck. Um, so it's a great opportunity to learn. Uh, we got various activities that occur out there, so we'll be doing that probably uh, October, November. Shows and things in the car past. shows, yeah. all yeah. of that, Manny. So it's yeah. a great opportunity. It was successful last year. We wanted to be even bigger and more successful. Obviously, working within the confines of our current environment, right, of COVID, right? right? right. So, but that's one thing to. I wanted to get across. I want people to understand that this isn't just, you know, us talking about diversity, us talking about exclusion. This is actually you all developed this committee. And this committee is putting, you know, words into action. It, right. Absolutely. Let me let me just ask you, what does diversity mean to you? Diversity. 
So when I when I think about diversity, uh, Manny, to be frank with you, I, the first thing that comes to mind is culture, right? Uh, we all have a multitude of cultural elements, right, that uh, influence who we are mm -hmm. and how we operate with others, right? So when it comes to diversity, it's all about understanding the differences and leveraging those differences um, in order to perform and create better outcomes within your group uh, as individuals as well. And to be frank with you, the current commander, General A.J. Pasajian, um, I, I, I've known him for a few years, back when he was uh, uh, Colonel Pasajian, right, the director right. at Mikatia. Oh, that's right. right? That's right. Yeah. So I'm fortunate enough to uh, have the opportunity for him to be a formal mentor of mine and an informal mentor in a lot of ways. And if you spend any time, which I know you have, man, you oh, spend yeah. a lot of time with General Pasajian, one of his one of his key outlooks on acquisitions is we are in a people business. Mm -hmm. You probably heard him say that multiple, yep. multiple, multiple times, right? And... Our job as acquisition professionals is to collaborate to ensure we get the the we equip our warfighters in an efficient way uh, with uh, effective, suitable, and survivable gear. Right, and the cornerstone of that, though, Manny, is understanding cultures. Right, Absolutely. so if you're collaborating with others, if you know who they are, what makes them tick, from a cultural standpoint, then you can, in my mind, my two cents is that uh, you can be successful in whatever acquisition endeavor you choose to take on. So I just think that's key. That's why diversity in my mind is important. It's the cultural perspectives. No, I, I, I think you, you hit the nail squarely on the head. I mean, as somebody who spent uh, 20, almost 22 years in, in, in uniform uh, and, and has been to a lot of countries, right. uh, more than 50 countries, uh, I can't tell you how important understanding and this is somebody who was born in a foreign country. Right. Uh, where, it really, where are you born, Manny? I'm from, from Portugal, Portugal originally. Okay, so awesome. does the food part, food, wine. <laughs> you, know, you guys haven't gotten the wine out in the world heritage thing, but we'll work on that uh, right. in the future. But no, it, you truly have to, even as a Marine, right. uh, we often, you know, here in America, the smelting pot that we are, if we truly understand the cultures that make us who we are right we'll have a better perspective or understanding of how to maneuver not just here in our own backyard uh but all the places that marines and and servicemen and women get deployed to right uh and often at times you know i look back on, on my career we always went in with a certain mentality and often at times we would forget to take a take a break and say, oh, let me, you know, why do these people think this way? So uh, I, I think you're you're spot on. Uh, diversity includes a lot of things and right. not just where you come from. Right. Uh, why did you want to get involved with the program? So, Manny, I think it's twofold, right? Um, a part of it was, I, I think, you know, as early as I can remember, I've always had uh, the understanding in terms of the importance of diversity from my own personal experience, mm -hmm. uh, life lessons, education, and just talking with colleagues, right? So the the topic of diversity and what that encompasses has always been something that was interesting to me. Secondly, um, I've always, you know, I've desired since I've been at Systems Command to see how can I 
what in what other ways outside of my program can I help support the mission? So you put those two things together. Primarily, that's that's the reason why DAP is perfect for me. Why do you think uh, diversity inclusion is an important issue in the workplace? And I think we've covered this a little bit, but from your perspective. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, and that's a great question because you mentioned diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. right? Two diversity, different things. Two different, two different things, things. but yep. very important, yep. right? You just can't have diversity without the inclusion, right? Right. But you can't get to the inclusion if you don't understand the diversity. So really, Manny, I look at diversity as we as I previously talked about understanding differences. I I call it the mix. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas inclusion is more about understanding of how to make the mix work. Right. So as a leader, a professional, you want to have that ground based understanding and be open to the understanding of diversity. And then my belief is the inclusion is about how to make your diverse teams effective at meeting goals. So that effectiveness is a us understanding our colleagues better, right? Nice. It could go to uh, uh, retention, right? Workplace retention, folks wanting to come back, stay, right? Uh, it goes to problem solving, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about cultural perspectives right. earlier, right? right? So if you're looking at problem solving, you're looking at ways to identify creative ways, innovative ways to create solutions, understanding diversity and and having the ability to include inclusion can help uh, uh, ensure that you're being successful. So the bottom line for me, uh, Manny, is that uh, uh, diversity inclusion leads to better outcomes within the workplace environment. And bottom line is the right thing to do. To me, from a moral perspective, when you talk about diversity and inclusion, it's just simply the right thing to do. So uh, Marine Corps Systems Command is, you know, I mean, we've always had a very diverse workforce, whether it's military, civilian, uh, ethnicities, backgrounds, things of that sort. Uh, I think the one thing that, you know, the the hurdle that you have to overcome, and and maybe you've alluded to this a little bit, uh, we talked about it, diversity and inclusion. So we have we do a great job of bringing all that diversity together. Now we need to do a better job of including all that diversity in the solutions when we have those problems. Absolutely. So that kind of uh, that that kind of brings the diversity and inclusion together. Agreed, hundred percent. I think that's a great perspective. And then also, Manny, when you're talking about diversity, I kind of look at diversity as two areas. There's a primary dimension mm-hmm. and then there's a secondary dimension, right? That primary dimension is when you mention diversity, what are the first things that come to your mind, right? Uh, uh, race, right. ethnicity, right. Skin color, gender, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which is important. Right. It will always be important to have that understanding. But I think sometimes what gets lost is that secondary dimension. And to your point in terms of bringing things together, that secondary dimension could be your family status, mm-hmm. your political uh, views. Um, Let's not talk about politics not, on this not, show. Not, not right, politics. Right. I just want to make not, sure. Not politics per se, <laughs> no, but, politi- but you're absolutely yeah, right. political views, yeah. um, uh, your leadership style, your communication style. And why that secondary dimension is important is because we want to have effective groups. So many as a leader is going to look and say, hey, well, how can I best ensure our OPEC team is effective, right? right? What are those cultural dimensions? But also from a secondary dimension point of view, 
a leader like Manny can also go, okay, internally, I have to understand what my cultural dimensions are internally so I can best understand how I'm impacting how my group interacts and achieve their goals. Because sometimes having that inner understanding is just as important as having that external understanding. Right. Oh, so absolutely. I think, that's, I think that's an important. And that's piece. no small feat because no, we're all not. we're it's all not. influenced by the things around us, and and in today's uh, you know social media world where everything is instant, uh, it, it really takes a lot of hard work to be able to, you know, put our biases at the door before we walk in and say okay. Uh, because you talked about all the things which are the fabric of who we are. Right. You know, our family, our backgrounds, where we come from, you know, who our uncles are, what TV shows we watch. Absolutely. All these things influence us. All these but things. the ability to put that at the door and say, now I want to, I don't want to just watch my favorite TV show. Right. I want to watch the shows that everybody else is watching. Right. And I want to be able to understand and be inclusive of all of that. Right. So, uh, I don't know. That's I, well said. Well, thank you. I, on occasion, I may have something that comes out. <laughs> well a, little, said. a little bit of that might come from where I've been. We've got a I spot think, for you at that, uh, Manny. I know you're a busy man, but we have a spot for you. You know. Well, I appreciate so, that. I recently wrote a column. Uh, Kristen got yes, a hold did. of me and uh, and and kind of twisted my arm. So, uh, awesome. I think awesome. what you all do is fantastic. I again, I come from a diverse background. Uh, and, and I just think there's so much to learn and understand and appreciate about different cultures and where right. people come from, their backgrounds. It's what's, it's what makes us who we are. Right. But at the end of the day, getting back to the conversation here, what are some of the challenges for workplace here in DOD when it comes to diversity and inclusion? Great. What are some of the things that you think that we need to continue to strive to improve? Great, great question. I, and I'm Manny, I, you know, I don't pretend to be a diversity guru, an inclusion guru, though it is impo- it's an important topic for me that I am passionate well, yeah, about. Yeah, I was just going to say your passion shows I'm in the conversation. So. so I know I know there are a multitude. I'm sure there are a multitude of challenges out there across the greater DOD in terms of diversity and inclusion. But I, I, I probably will just state maybe three. Like one yeah. I've already mentioned. You know, ensuring folks understand that there's a couple different dimensions to cultural diversity, mm-hmm. right? It's just not the primary dimension. Right. It's also right, the right. secondary dimension right. and what that means. So I think that's always a challenge to ensure that folks have a level set idea of what diversity is. Two, I would say that, you know, just talking with colleagues, my own personal um, and professional experiences and learning is that, um, we want to always ensure that uh, antiquated systems, mm-hmm. processes, and thoughts aren't impeding the development and opportunities for a cultural diverse workforce across all levels, but particularly at the leadership level. And sometimes, uh, many that can happen inadvertently. If you're just not always doing the maintenance, right? If you have right. a car, you're not continuously doing maintenance. Sometimes it's not going to operate effectively. You know how it operated in 2005; it may not operate the same in 2020. So I think we have to consciously and conscientiously always kind of inspect those systems that seem to be antiquated. It may not be the entire system; it right. could be a portion. But I think that's always a challenge. 
And then thirdly and finally, Manny, I would say participation, ensuring people are informed of, um, on, in terms of the importance of, of diversity and inclusion. It's, it's a continuous process, right? And I'll just say specifically for this command, we are busy. There are a lot of things going on. I'm not saying anything profound there. I know, right? right? But You should know your program is one of them. There you go. But as you know, the DAP executive board, we're always talking about ways we want to make sure the name, the ideas are out there. So when we have events, it's not a secondary reaction or, or tertiary reaction from uh, for uh, colleagues at the command. It's okay, we're, we're informed about that. We know the importance. They're doing something. They're putting things out. And one of the key things that we want to do to ensure we have participation, volunteers, folks engaged is uh, within the next month or two, sending out a, a DAP survey okay. and trying to get some perspectives, ideas, feedback from the command. Uh, so for those who are listening... <laughs> Be on the lookout for that survey, and we definitely want your input. But that's how I would lay out some challenges. So I, I do want to throw a fourth challenge at you. All right, be all right, I'm ready. That's just well, and, throw it at and, me. And throw again, it. I, you said something that, you know, that to me means a lot. You gotta, you gotta continue to do maintenance, right? Right. We talked about the car as an example. Right. Uh, people are, are the same way, especially when you're talking about. Thoughts, changes, influences, all that. So you got to continue to do maintenance. Yes, sir. We've had this challenge over the last two plus years, this COVID thing. And COVID has changed our world. Uh, now, it has not changed the challenges that we've had. Right. It has not changed our workload. Right. Uh, contrary to popular belief. Right. But it has changed our ability to do that maintenance when we can't get together, when we can't see ourselves in a you know, hey, what's going on? And I think it's been challenging to you all as well. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the activities that you all like to do. What are your thoughts on that? Because I think that's so important to, to keep in mind. Part of the maintenance is our ability to get together right, and share ideas, share opinions. And you can't always do that on Teams or FaceTime. I mean, yeah, they're great tools. They're wonderful tools. But right. it's not the same. I don't right. see your body language. Right. I don't see, you know, I'm sitting here pontificating, but you're looking at me like, what the heck is he talking about? No, no, no I got so, you. Uh, no, but I just mean, that's that's how, that's how, okay, that's what happens of, when we're we're you. talking through teams, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I can put you on mute. Not that I do that. I don't right. do that, people. Right. But, <laughs> but I could put you on mute and right. walk away and, oops, my, my screen went out. Right. So I think that's such an important part Man. of what we do. Yes. Uh, that maintenance for ourselves, for each other. Absolutely. Uh, for the soul of the individual. So. Absolutely. And Manny, I, you're absolutely right. And those are challenges uh, that I think DOD, but definitely our command has done a great job of trying to work through with some of those tools. But you're right. There's, there's nothing that can replace that in-person, face-to-face discussion. The only thing that I would say is when there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. So... The command has a mission and we've continued to move forward on our mission mm -hmm. and get things done, even in this type of environment, which mm -hmm. says a lot about all of us here at this command. It's exceptional. Right. It's not easy. You got families, right, you've got right. things going on, but we've still been able to plow forward and achieve our mission goals. Maybe not in the the optimum environment, but we've right. done it. 
So I would say there's a will, there's a way. Continue to be creative to just try to identify ways and paths to ensure that that type of maintenance can still get done. Not easy, right? but I, I, I feel like it can be done. So great segue. I want to commend you because you all did execute a World Heritage Day last year. <laughs> right. Socially did. distant, yes. outside. Yes, sir. There was foods, very limited. There was different. <laughs> you, uh, you know, Typically passed out the pass. food. But, right, right. right. Uh, but along those lines, tell us about some of the things that uh, maybe you're looking for. I mentioned, I mentioned the World Heritage Festival. Um, we're looking to do that in 2022. Uh, we're also looking at um, sponsoring museum uh, museum tours, whether mm -hmm. that's in person or virtually. Um, oh, okay. Museums um, like uh, the uh, National uh, Museum of African American Heritage mm -hmm. and Culture or the uh, U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, uh, just to keep people informed, understand. I think you guys planned a couple of field trips in years past to those. Absolutely. They were very well received. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Again, we wanted to do it last year, yeah. but again, the environment. So we're trying to be creative in the ways we can do that. Yeah. As I mentioned before, we're trying to uh, also uh, get out the survey. Um, we're going to. We're also working on investigating how uh, we can get some speakers outside of the command to come and talk okay. about diversity. We're also looking within the command uh, to talk about diversity, and you may be a good pick, Manny. Oh, hey, you hey, might hey, very hey. well be a good pick if you're available. <laughs> um, I have to check with my schedule. <laughs> and lastly, I'll say one of the big things that we're trying to do is collaborate more with DAP-like entities that may be at tenant commands. I was on just going to ask you that. What do you do with other commands here on base? So since I've been a part of DAP going back to 2020. And they're that, listening, so put them on the spot if they're not. On the not, spot. Yeah. Haven't been much. However, that's something that's on our goals for okay. this year to start that. So we, wanna, we want to engage with those tenant commands and then also even externally to Quantico. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that'll be huge uh, just to collaborate and do something different. So I think you've already answered this question, but I'm going to throw it out there to right. you one more time before we get into, uh, you know, my favorite part of the show or my second favorite part of the show. Okay. Uh, why should people join DAP? Why should folks join DAP? There are a variety of reasons, but I'll, I'll, I'll just stick to three. Okay. All right. It's an opportunity to work with and, and learn from an exceptional group of people on the executive board. Right. Um, I've learned a ton uh, from folks on the board uh, for the last one and a half, two years, I've been a part of that. First as a command liaison, and then recently in uh, November, I took on the role of chair. Folks like uh, Miss Joy, uh, uh, Miss Joy Champion, right? She's been awesome. Uh, she's a former chair, former chair um, uh, emeritus, and she's been awesome. Right? She's phenomenal. She's she does she does incredible stuff with our STEM program as well, too. So. I Awesome. I need to get her on this program. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. She's fantastic. And everybody is. So working with and learning from folks on the executive board. Uh, secondly, it's an opportunity for folks to grow professionally and create connections both professionally and personally with, with folks that you, uh, you know, outside of the, your typical programming unit, mm -hmm. you work for a day to day. And finally, and probably uh, most importantly, it's an opportunity. It's a real opportunity to make a difference, right? Um, um, an opportunity to make a real positive difference and and, and help assist uh, the command to move forward on this diversity and inclusion mission. So, 
Well, that's fantastic. Again, I mean, I, I, you know, this has been a great conversation about a topic that should be near and dear to everybody. Uh, it's, uh, to me, it's the, the key that makes us all get along. It's the key to allow us to understand who we are and have a better appreciation, uh, for the person sitting next to us in the cube or, you know, the person down the hall. So I really appreciate you making the time to come down here, Obi, uh, and have a conversation about this. It's an, it's an incredible topic. Y'all are doing some phenomenal work. Absolutely. Uh, and it, I, I think it's probably the best thing this command has to bringing people together. Manny, so keep Manny, doing what you're doing. Manny, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome opportunity. And I also want to say, hey, folks out there, you know, check the Viper site, the command's Viper site. Uh, you can get to the DAP SharePoint site. Um, there's, you know, we've got quarterly newsletters that are going to be coming out. We've got one coming out in March. So just be on the lookout for us. Um, and feel free to reach out to any of us anytime. That's awesome. But before I let you go, there's something we do here at the show. We kind of try to get people off guard and, and as we go into uh, our lightning round here. Lightning, so be, ready. Light, you ready? Flash you round. Uh, Let's go. All right, this, this is going to be Let's quick. Go. Let's see where we go Let's with this. Go. We ready? All right. First off, what's your favorite vacation spot? And I know you're not going to say Blacksburg, are you? No. Oh, okay. All right. Definitely yeah. not going to say Blacksburg. Okay. <laughs> Won't say Blacksburg. Right. Though I enjoy my time down there for various reasons. Like but, I said, I have two Hokies and it's instilled in them. And it's like, oh, football, I got to go, you know. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know where Virginia Tech was located when I was in high school. I had no idea where it was. So, you know. But I would say to answer your question, uh, anywhere my family is, right? That's so awesome. as, long as, I, as long as I have my family with me, to be frank uh, with you, Manny, I'm good. I'm low maintenance. Awesome. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, what's a TV show, book, movie, or podcast you'd recommend? So I probably would recommend a book called uh, Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achibe. Okay. Um, it's a fictional story uh, with historical realism. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the setting is uh, Nigeria in the 1890s. Oh, okay. And the bottom line, the core of the book, Manny is about uh, the struggle and challenge of of cultural traditionalism mm. when there's an ever changing environment. A lot of the things that we talked about kind of focuses in right right on that. Um, and the lessons learned that you can have from the book is going to be diff different from everyone. But essentially, uh, that would be a book I would encourage folks to go out and read. Awesome. And be open. If Ob wasn't doing what he's doing now, what would he be doing? What would Damn. you be out there doing? What would I be doing? Yeah. I I would say, I would like to say I would be somewhere establishing or managing some type of youth community center um, that focuses on uh, bringing the idea of sports and the classroom together, right? That's something that I'm kind of passionate about. I've been coaching. I've had opportunity to uh, coach. I got three sons that I'm proud of, and I've had opportunity to coach them and their teammates for over a decade and um, I love working with the youth. It's an opportunity to mold the youth. It's an opportunity to positively, positively influence them. And just what I love about sports is you can learn life lessons through sports. So I would probably be doing something sports related with the youth for sure. That's extremely commendable because I too have, oh, 
Yeah, a lot of years. Probably a, of years. a little over 30. Right. Maybe a little bit more. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I have two sons and a daughter. Awesome. I've had the pleasure of coaching all of them. Uh, well, I shouldn't. Sometimes it was a pleasure. Sometimes right. it wasn't. Right, but, right, right. Uh, but no, I, I got to agree with you wholeheartedly. There is so much to be learned. And I'm, I'm talking from the you know, five-year-olds Absolutely. to the 18-year-olds. 100%. Uh, so hang in there. Keep doing it. Uh, and, and personally, keep pursuing it. Don't, don't, because uh, I mean, there, there's so much to that. Uh, so it, that, that's extremely commendable. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Uh, finally, All if right. you could have any superpower, yes. what would it be? Any superpower. Anything. You name it. It's yours. I would say flight. Being able to fly. Yeah. How cool, how cool would that be? And then particularly, but you got to think about this, Omani, particularly in the area in which we live. In the northern Virginia, the traffic in the northern Virginia area. How cool would it be just to pull your car off to the oh, side and man, say, oh man, oh man. let me fly there, right? <laughs> so so I would say definitely flight. I could avoid a lot of traffic in this area. So I, I'll go with that, Manny. Well, I, I think that's a phenomenal superpower. And I know I probably overused that word, but every now and then I walk outside the building and I see one of those great bald eagles taking flight. And yeah. I'm just like, I wish I could be up there with you. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be Darn great? it. Wouldn't that be great? Listen, OB, again, uh, really appreciate the uh, the time. That's been a fantastic conversation. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Uh, very heartwarming. Uh, I encourage you to not only continue what you're doing, the great stuff you're doing with the dad, but please stay focused on those kids, their sports, uh, and their future. Appreciate it. Thank you we'll so do. much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Well, this concludes another episode of Equipping the Corps. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. If so, please take a couple minutes, leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends about us. Till next time, Manny Pacheco signing off.